I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. Live from Radisson Red, Glasgow. I know the match is always important since you're still out for the tournament. As Scotland take on the Czech Republic. The Tartan Army can get excited. Good afternoon, Scotland. Here we are at the Radisson Red, the magnificent Radisson. The Tartan Army is back. We've waited 8,393 days. Guys, girls, you're here back in Glasgow at the Radisson Red for Scotland. Two hours to go. How are you feeling? Buzzing. Excited. Just cheer. That's all we can hear at the moment. I'll tell you who is buzzing. Mark Guidi is buzzing and Barry Ferguson. How are you feeling? You've played 46 times for Scotland, but I think you're as nervous today as you ever were. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very nervous, but I'm excited also. Um, it's been a long 23 years, um, and I just, I'm just i looking forward to 2 o'clock. As I said, Paul, I believe we've got a, a squad of players that are more than capable of getting out in this group, and hopefully we got off to a winning way today. How good is it to be out and see our friends, some of the listeners, and to see the guys and the girls who've followed Scotland and who've waited for this day, especially after lockdown over the past 15, 16 months? Yeah, it's great seeing them. They're, they're doing it the right way. They're having a few beers. We're having a few waters. Um, <laughs> I wish I was over there with them, For the but moment. we've got to be professional, yeah. let's be honest. But no, it's great to see the, the fans, um, they're excited as us, and bring on two o'clock, Paul. What a welcome we've had from Graham and all the team here at the Radisson Red on the Clyde side. It's absolutely magnificent. Mark, you'll be up celebrating, hopefully later. At feet in the ground for Scotland at the moment, Steve Clark. it's been the hallmark of his time in charge. You've covered how many World Cups, how many Euros? Three, three World Cup polls, three Euros. And um, when you and I left the stadium in St Etienne 23 years ago, we'd never thought that it would take so long. So the last game in a major tournament was a 3-0 defeat to Morocco. But I've got a good feeling about today, and I'm sure all the guys um, have as well, that we can, get a, we can get a result. Thanks to everyone for joining us at home, at work or whatever, because it's a Monday. It's so strange, isn't it? See, the school kids are being allowed to watch the match this afternoon, and I hope people everywhere can tune in to it, either on the radio or the TV, and enjoy it. We had Kenny Dalglish on on Friday night on the programme. Craig Brown was on this morning as well. There is such a buzz. This is the first time you've been at home for a tournament for such a long time, because you're normally with the team. Yeah, normally with the team doing what the guys are doing. They're now having a right good bevy, um, and then going to your work. But um, no, it's, um, it's strange to be here, but it's brilliant to be here and to have it on our doorstep. You know, the, the game's just going to take place, as Barry said, two o'clock four miles from where we are at the Radisson Red, 12,000 lucky supporters going to be in watching it. And um, I think as well, Paul, we're waiting for the team news. One selection, Steve Clark said he was going to be wrestling with last night. So he's probably had a sleepless night, just that one um, position. Once we get the team in, then we can see. And I think as well, there's going to be a real edge to the game against the Czech Republic. There's going to be a real edge out on the park. I see their manager was saying, though, they don't want to think about that situation with uh, Kudela a few months ago with Kamara. He wants to think about the game and he's given all respect to Scotland. They're going to be tough, aren't they, the Czech Republic? 
Yeah, they're, listen, they're, they're a good team. I don't think they were the powerhouse they were um, a number of years ago, but they're a, they're a physical team. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be a difficult game. There's no doubt about it. But I hope we we go out and, and go for them because I think we've got the players to hurt them. Paul, I've been honest with you. Since Steve Clark's come in, I think game by game you see the confidence growing. You see them getting better. And let's not forget, we've got top quality players in the squad. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what 11 he picks, because I'll be honest with you, and I think the, the guys will agree, whatever 11 he picks, um, you'll be happy with, because I think the quality in the 26-man squad um, has been the best it's been in a long, long time. 10 out of the 11, this is what Steve Clark said yesterday, as Mark mentioned, he knows who they are. Um, you were saying on Friday you think he will play two up front? Yep. Do you still feel that way? Yep, I think he'll go with Lyndon Dykes and Che Adams. Um, I think they're starting to create a real good partnership. Um, You've you seen it in the Luxembourg game. Um, they were they were pretty decent. So I hope he does, as I said, their, their physical presence, both of them. Um, both of them are rate very highly, so I would like to see him go with the two up top. If you're just tuning in, it's not Gary Marshall, it's Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson <laughs> and Mark Guidi and the team, the guys and the girls who are here previewing the match today and then we're going to be on after the game we don't have the rights for the game that's uh, we're not quite there yet that's BBC and ITV and it's Rob McLean who's on the telly so that we're proud that our own Rob will be the voice of football this afternoon and then afterwards we're going to stay here and you can tune in to us between four and five after the game uh, someone who's come from the Isle of Skye I believe to join us here on Go Radio um, it's Stuart 29 years old welcome from Skye thank you thank you Welcome to Scotland. <laughs> no, that's, that's an old gag, I'm joking. Beautiful sky. Stuart, how do you feel? Down to the city lights, eh? Hey, how, how does it feel to be out and ready for uh, yeah, this match uh, today? I'm 29, so I mean, that sort of 98 was the sort of first tournament I really remember. And Scotland, obviously, not to get in again, you know, it feels pretty special to, uh, you know, so really excited for today, I am. I think, as Barry said, the, the team's good enough to get us. Out of the group. I think that's the general feeling of people, but it is amazing. Look at you, fully grown man, and you were, what, six at, yeah, seven at the, at the six, last seven. time. Who would have thought that, Barry, at that point? But it's about now. Um, what do you want to ask Barry and Mark, or what do you want to... We've got a few questions for you, too. But uh, I would ask if you... Would you play Gilmore today, or, or Young Patterson? Would you include him in the squad? In terms of Billy Gilmore, I, I think I've been open and honest about him um, the last year. That, I think that's the, the one position that Steve Clark last night would have been wrestling over between Billy Gilmer and, and Callum McGregor, if I'm being honest with you. Would I start him? I would. I don't think you should have any issues with him. I think he's a top quality player. I think he's only going to get better. But on the other hand as well, we spoke about it on Friday. If Callum McGregor is playing, I'll be really happy with that as well because he's a player I rate highly. But I would love to see Billy Gilmer start. Yeah. I think he's good enough. I think in time... He's going to be a special, special player, so I would have no, no issues um, with starting Billy Gilmore. His dad, Billy, was on the breakfast show this morning with Crofty and Grado, and it's great. You should have a listen back to it. There was some great uh, banter there. Ayrshire man, like, uh, like Grado. Mark, what do you think? Who, is, is he going to start with Billy Gilmore, or do you think he'll be on the bench? I, I would start with Billy Gilmore, but I was reading the, the, the papers yesterday, Paul, and some stuff this morning, and... James Forrest's names has just emerged from, from nowhere. So I wonder if there's just been a wee steer that James Forrest might get that right wing-back role. One or two saying as well, read Derek McInnes' column in the Mail on Sunday yesterday, and Derek said that he might think just a wee bit too soon for, for Gilmer to start. So um, I would play with Gilmer, but I think 
I, I think Armstrong will play off of Shea Adams. I don't think he'll go with two up top um, because of the relationship that they've got at club level. Um, McGinn, McTominay, we know are, are certain starters. So there's, there's four or five. What he's going to do in defence as well, who's going to play alongside Kieran Tierney. So um, I can't wait to get the team news to Bonds because he's got so many good players to choose from once we see what he selects in. I think it'll be a team p uh, capable of going out and winning the game. The way it works at the tournaments, the, when Mark was with the Sunday Papers and the Sunday Mail ch chief football writer for a while, you know the managers give different things to different to the radio, to the TV, to the dailies. But Mark would always have something a wee bit different with the Sundays. So you do look at all the different papers, and you're seeing that theme. I saw James Forrest. Is that the best position for him, though? It's probably not. So it's not where he would be normally. No, but if, if he's wanting to go and attack and try and win the game yep. um, and go off to the best possible start, then it depends what way you, you, you look at it. The thing about Forrest is he's fresh. He's not tired. He knows Hamden. Um, he can get up and down the line. And that's why I think as well, if it's me, if it is Forrest, I would go with Grant Hanley on the right side of the three because I think he's more solid. He's more defensively switched on than Jack Henry. I think Jack Henry's more of a tendency yep. to try and play football from back, whereas Hanley's just a no-nonsense defender. But again... Mm -hmm. It's um, so many good options for Steve Clapp to choose from. This is the beauty we're having um, a strong squad. 26 yeah. players who I think any one of the 26 players could easily play in the starting 11. Um, so it wouldn't worry you? Who is it? It, it wouldn't worry me. Um, as I said, I'll argue with a lot of people, I think this is the strongest squad we've had in a long, long time. Fully quality players, guys who are playing at top level um, in the game. So... He's got a lot of decisions to make. The back three, who do you play in the back three with Kieran Tierney? Who do you play in the middle of the pitch? Who do you play up top? That's something that Steve Clark's obviously had to think about the last couple of days. As you say, he's, he's virtually picked his team. And I think his biggest decision is going to come down to is it Callum McGregor or, or Billy Gilmore? Stuart, does that answer your question though? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I would probably go with Gilmore myself, just... I think he deserves a chance. Well, he's certainly, you know, he's been sensational in the, the games that he's played. And the fact that he can, oh, he's not a regular in Thomas Tuchel's team, but Tuchel, you know, wants to keep him. And people, you reckoned, you said on Friday, he's going to be world class. I think, I think he is. Um, every time I've, I've watched him, he's somebody I could sit and watch 24-7. I, I just think he's a, a brilliant footballer. Over the last year, you've seen him physically develop as well. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people going... I hate when people say about his size or whatever. The size yeah. doesn't matter. What that young lad can do with a football um, is special. So I would love to see him start. But again, if Callum McGregor starts, Callum McGregor's a top footballer as well. And, and we go on about McTominay, McGinn, Gilmore, McGregor. We tend to forget about a name that Mark just mentioned, Stuart Armstrong. He's playing mm -hmm. Premier League week in, week out with Southampton and playing at a high level. So By the way... Ryan Christie could play today. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and don't we forget about him because he's, he's tailed off with any a particularly good season at club level. But he scored the goal in Serbia, <laughs> broke yeah. down crying in the telly, etc. Yeah. Et et so if it's Ryan Christie, mm -hmm. I don't think he will play. But if he does, if he starts the game, he won't let you down either, you know. Yeah. But in terms of Jim, yeah. James Forrest playing the wing back role, I wouldn't have a, a problem with him playing there either. Wait, James Forrest going forward is excellent. But also, he does the dirty side really well as well. He, he works hard, he's a real team player. James Forrest, and I could see the reasons why Steve Clark may include him instead of Adorno or, or young Nathan Parson. Has he booted you a few times, or have you booted him, James I've, Forrest? I've yeah. booted him more, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Combative as ever, yeah. Barry Ferguson. 
Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney. Stuart, great question. Thanks for... When did you come down from Sky? Oh, well, I live in Glasgow. Oh, right, I'm, okay. uh, I'm originally from Sky. All oh, right, yeah, I'm in great. the Navy. I'm down here doing a course. Ah, brilliant. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. Magic. Thank you so much, Stuart. That's Enjoy your uh, question. We'll speak Thanks. to you later on. Let's hear from the manager himself who wants everyone to enjoy the game. I think that's his message. Stevie Clark. Go and enjoy yourself. Enjoy the game. Normally when players are relaxed, enjoying the game, they play very well. So we try to keep them calm. We try to keep them relaxed. And I tell them to go and enjoy the moment. Go and enjoy the moment. How hard is it to do that, Barry? Share it with us, would you? People listening and, and, and the fans, we're all fans here. What's it like? Can, can you take it in? Can you enjoy an occasion like this? In terms of myself, I mean, I, I was talking to you before we come on here. I was driving in here and I, I'm nervous. Um, but it's good. I always felt I had to be nervous before a game. Um, I had to, the, the stomach was churning. Um, I felt that was the, the way that, that, that was best for me to, to go and perform at a, a good level. But when the guys are on the bus, they'll be, they'll be listening to uh, music and whatever. They'll see the fans. Now, great that 12,000 fans are going to be at Hamden. When they start to approach it in the bus, that's when it, it really hits home. Um, but what this group of players um, have done um, is amazing. And, and going, I'm no big in going and enjoy the moment. The only time you enjoy it is when you win. Mm -hmm. um, but it's important that the big players in the team turn up today. Andy Robertson, Kieran Tierney, McTominay, McGinn. We need to have them playing at their, the top of their ability. And if we get that, I have no doubt in my mind we will win the game. But in terms of the build-up to the game, the guys will be nervous. They'll be looking forward to it. And it's a proud moment, not just for them, but their families. And they're, they're representing their country. There's nothing better in football than rep representing your country. Was that the biggest thing when you got the call-up? Yeah, when you grow up, yeah. you obviously support a team. You want to go and play with the, the team you support. But playing with Scotland's a great achievement. But leading your country... Um, and wearing that captain's armband, I heard um, Andy Robertson doing an interview, what it means to him. It's, um, if you ask anybody that's captained their, their nation, that's got to be one of the proudest moments um, in your career. And I was lucky enough to do it. Barry Ferguson live here at the Radisson Reds on the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. We're going to speak to more of our guests. Are we guests today? Are we fans? What are we? What will we say, the uh, ladies and gentlemen who have joined us here? Uh, we are socially distanced. We can't have that many people here at the moment, but it's brilliant to see people uh, around. Mark, what about for the fans? It's been such a long time. And, and in Scotland, we've been watching now in weeks in England and abroad of you know 20,000 crowds and we've had nobody in Scotland, virtually nobody, 500 up at uh, Aberdeen. Uh, but 12,000 today, 12,500, how significant is that going to be for us? Yeah, it's, it's going to be significant, Paul. Um, it will feel like a full house. I think, you know, for Andy Robertson, when he leads the team out, he will feel it, the, the roar of the Tartan Army, Hamden will be absolutely buzzing. It will be bouncing and there's no doubt that the Tartan Army today can play their part. They absolutely can play their part and um, they will and uh, they'll be so looking forward to it as well. It's been 23 years since a Scotland fan's been um, a major tournament. Unfortunately it is only 12,000 it would have been lovely if it was 50,000 today but 12,000 is a lot better than what we've been used to and uh, they'll then move on to Wembley, two or 3,000 at Wembley on Friday night and then a week tomorrow um, we're back for the, for the last game 
And um, again, it'll be 12,500 uh, in, inside Hamden Park. So, yeah, the Tartan Army can play a big role today for sure. Did somebody mention Wembley for Friday night? But we don't want to think about no, that I'm just now, Barry. Not interested, yeah. not interested in no. Wembley just now. The most important game's the one this afternoon at 2 o'clock. And yeah. we need to make sure we go off to a winning start, which I think we will. Um, there's no doubt about it. We get three points. We've got a real chance of qualification. Um, but that, the guys in the squad and the management team, the coaching staff, they wouldn't have spoke a word about England. The focus is on the Czech Republic, and that's the best way to approach it. What about England-Croatia yesterday? People were saying this morning, is there anything to worry about? I don't know if you can think about that at the moment, as Barry says. But England got off to that winning start. Well, I don't think England played particularly well, but I think in an opening fixture, when it's at Wembley, the home crowd, you just want to get three points. It's not about playing where you can see the relief in Gareth Southgate's face. So, listen, fair play to England. I think Croatia, I thought they might be the second best team in the group. I don't think that anymore. They're just, they look a wee bit tired now. Yeah. Croatia, they look a wee bit predictable. Um, obviously, Modric and you know, still a, a top player, Perisic. But um, I just think that um, Croatia, if we need to get something, and I'm sure we will, I think it will go to the last game, even if we need to get a victory um, a week tomorrow. I think we can beat the Croatians. Did we hear Barry's prediction there? Barry, what's your scoreline? Let's get it early on in the programme. What do you reckon today? I think we'll win 2-1. 2-1 Scotland. Yes. Would that do us, guys? Girls, yep, absolutely. I'm just looking yep. over there. They're, yep. they're taking their time with the beers, aren't they? <laughs> they're pacing themselves. Yeah, you can't pace. Pragmatic. You a bit of excitement. You need to get a few down, these guys. <laughs> I heard Josie Mourinho last night after the England game, and he was saying, yeah, he was asked about Stevie Clark. He said, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's a great person, he's a great manager, he's pragmatic. It's a discerning crowd here in Go Radio. We're just taking it easy. We don't get the... The crazies on, on this station. Not yet. Give it a couple of <laughs> Ali is with us. Ali, you've not come from Sky, but from Glasgow. Welcome to the programme. Uh, thanks very much. I actually am from Sky. So. Oh, you are from Sky. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm down here, so yeah. quite happy. I should have heard the accent first. And, uh, uh, yeah. I should also be careful what I said about Sky earlier. Uh, Ali, how excited are you about Scotland today against Czech Republic? Oh, very, very excited. Just chuffed to be here as well. Yeah. You know, it's... Like just lucky to win the competition and can't wait for the game. What did you feel when, you know, Serbia, when that goal uh, was scored so late in the game in normal time, did you think, uh-oh? Uh, usual Scotland, you think they're going to go in and lose it and ball it, don't you? So. Yeah. But the penalties were <laughs> immaculate, weren't they? I mean, to score two shootouts and score ten penalties, oh. can't argue with Phenomenal. that. Phenomenal. And we're on a run as well. I know that it's matches preparing, but, you know, five games undefeated. Um, what do you want to ask Mark and Barry here in the Radisson Reds on go? As, well, Mark actually said there, the Stuart Armstrong thing, do you think that's the best mm. way forward off to Adams? Uh, I, I think that's what Steve Clark would be very tempted to do. I can see where Barry's coming from as well. It'd be great. I, I love partnerships. It'd be great to see Lyndon Dykes and Che Adams um, together. But I, I think um, I think he'll go with Armstrong um, just off of Che Adams because they do link really well for Southampton. Um, together and I think you know um, that's something that he'd look at and I think Stuart Armstrong finished the season really strongly mm -hmm. for Southampton as well we heard Kenny Douglas say in the programme on Friday night that he had a, a terrific game for Southampton at Anfield um, a few weeks before the end of the season um, he's a player that doesn't really get a lot of attention he just goes about his business quietly but he's a very very talented footballer What do you think Ali? I would play I would go for Stuart Armstrong and I'd play Nathan Patterson as well but uh, I think he's a young guy, Patterson, so we've got the squad now that's going to get us to more tournaments. I think we should just play him now and get him used to it. Barry, what do you think? 
Stuart Armstrong. Yeah, again, I wouldn't I be against yeah. it. He's a, he's a quality player, again, playing at the, the highest um, level uh, the English Premier League. Mark's going with that, he must have a bit of inside info. So. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. adamant it's going to be happening, so he's obviously <laughs> spoke to Steve Clark or something. Is this an I can exclusively reveal moment? Yeah. <laughs> no, because I'm probably wrong. No, <laughs> so, uh, no, no, it's just, it's, it's a hunch. I think it, can, it makes sense, you know, but it also makes sense to have Dykes and, uh, and Adams together, mm. particularly as well. I mean, the thing about um, the Czech Republic, they've got a big aerial threat, mm -hmm. so the more guys with height and stature, you know, defensively and offensively, so there's so many different things. In Poland, as I say, Steve Clark, we could pick a team, but it's also about picking a team to, to, to nullify the, the threat of the yeah. Czech Republic as well as try and exploit the their weaknesses so there might be a shock in there there might be somebody that we're just not expecting yep. that, that's their, their biggest asset the Czech Republic right. they're physically strong strong team um, maybe a few years ago they were technically really good um, so that's the reason why I might think he'd go with a Lyndon Dykes um, for set pieces against that, that's important but against Stuart Armstrong he's another one I've watched all season in the Premier League with Southampton and he's been He's been one of the top performers. Um, he never has a bad game. So, again, he, he's one of the players, if he does start today, it doesn't weaken the team. Yep, we're just over 90 minutes away from kickoff. Ali, don't go away. We're back after this break. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Just over 90 minutes to go. We have waited 1,199 weeks. Can you believe it? That's 275 months. 8,399 days, 198 games and 10 finals. I wish those were my stats. It's the daily record <laughs> this morning on the back page where Barry will be featuring uh, this week. All the papers going crazy yeah. for it, Mark. I just think as well, sick, yeah. what, since Craig Brown took us in 98, yep. so we've had Betty Vokes, the, Walter yep. Smith, Alec McLeish, George Craig, Burley, Craig Levine, Craig Levine, Gordon Strachan, yep. Alec McLeish again, so for what seven, yep. seven managers, seven managers have tried. What a memory, and he can count. That's Mark Guidi, <laughs> <laughs> Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney, and loads of our listeners who are here socially distanced. Uh, actually, I was speaking to we're name dropping with uh, Kenny Douglas earlier. Jim White was on earlier. I see Jim left Sky on Friday. What's that all about? Jim has gone. He's in Glasgow as well, and he was on. He said, "Paul, it's so different here. The social distancing, the numbers. So we are doing it properly. We're doing it well, and hopefully we're getting on top of uh, COVID." Ali is with us from Sky, but now living in Glasgow. Uh, you've got a day off today. Yeah. Uh, what about tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow I'll be off. Tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. <laughs> I think so. Do you think, what do you think is going to be, what's your prediction for the match? Uh, we need to win today, otherwise yeah. I think we're done for. But um, I think maybe 2-0. Two 2-0, nil. Two nil, yeah. yeah. I think you're right, we have to go for it. There's today no we need to win today, yeah. otherwise we're in trouble. And I know Croatia didn't look great yesterday, but look, it's, it's a tournament, there's a long way to go. Yeah. They could improve with Modric and the rest. You know, It would be silly, wouldn't it, to say, are they? Probably pessimistic yeah. as well. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> what else do you want to ask uh, Barry? I would like to know um, who was the best player he played against that he thought he got the better of at Champions League and international level? Mm, the bigger name, the better, oh. Barry. We love, a, we love a name drop here mm. <laughs> on Glasgow's own Go Radio. <laughs> no, you love a name drop. A name drop. <laughs> <laughs> I can't drop as many names as you. He loves Jim White, by the way. <laughs> 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 
or whitey you call him isn't it? whitey is it I'm trying to buy myself 30 seconds here I think. <laughs> yep he's joining us next season um, rather than Barry <laughs> I'm completely and utterly kidding Barry has signed up not only is the new Alloa manager he's with us for next season as well it's looking good for Mark but we're not quite decided we'll see how the, we'll see how the tournament goes no you were our big money signing uh, to be honest that's yep. a very good question I've, I've yep. come up against um, some top players I, I would probably say Pirlo Wow. Um, I played against Xavi, who was probably one of the best that I've ever played against. Him or Paul Scholes. Yeah. But unfortunately, I could never get the best of him. Um, <laughs> yeah. Probably Pirlo, the game that actually scored the last kick of the ball, where I, I thought we were a better team on the night. Yep. Um, the one at Hamden. Yep. Um, Alan Hutton's foul. It was never a foul. Um, so I'd probably go with him. Because uh, I'd actually played against him a number of times through the youths at Scotland under 21s and then come up against them um, a few times at international level but uh, again he was a he was a top player and what was it about him just um the cat he had a real calmness yeah. about him um, never get flustered when you went to close him down um i just uh, i mean he had everything like a, a modern day footballer or central midfielder had but when he was younger he actually played wide because he was quite small um again he wasn't he wasn't the biggest physically, um, but as his career went on, he became a central midfielder and obviously AC Milan and Juventus and, and Italy, he was... He, he great he, awareness, didn't he? He did. Great he, awareness. He was never flustered again, that's what I'm saying. When you went to press him, um, he had a real calmness about him, but a, a, a top player. Ali, who's your all-time favourite Scotland player? Oh, probably Barry, I've got to say it since he's sitting there. But nah, he was my hero growing up, but... Huh? Until he handed in that transfer request at Rangers. I'd bought his top and had his name in the back, so he owes me 50 quid. I never handed that. <laughs> Can I just get an exclusive here? Hold I'll on. give you an exclusive. Go I radio never, exclusive. I never handed a transfer request in. What no. happened? You didn't hand in a transfer request? No, they, they, no. at the time Rangers needed the, the money. Rangers had to sell him for, for the money. Back well, in the books. Yeah. Blame Sir Dave. I'll let the 50 slide. <laughs> Ali, 2-0, you reckon? Yeah, this hopefully. afternoon. Great. Listen, thanks very much for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me. Go Radio Football. So, Ali, there, joining us. I didn't realise that Barry was your all-time favourite player. I thought there was a hint, though, at the beginning when you were saying Billy Gilmer, Nathan Patterson. I thought there was a theme there that, uh, you know, the Rangers fans will be so proud. Billy Gilmer, um, mm. he, made, he was so courageous, wasn't he? To go to London, he had the chance to be, you know, stay at Rangers, and he went down to Chelsea. Mm. And, Mark, that must have been... That's a huge step for, what was he, 16, 15? 16, yeah, yeah. and um, you know, we obviously can see now uh, why Rangers were, were really upset at losing yeah. him and why they wanted to keep him, but they tried their best. It wasn't to be, and, and you're right, but it shows what a, a, a good head he's got on his shoulders, Billy, Billy Gilmer, said his dad's on the show this morning, a good family, young brother as well, Thank you, top player yep. um, as well, really high hopes um, for him um, too, but Billy Gilmer is going to be a superstar. Mm -hmm. There's absolutely no um, doubt about that. He's going to be a top player. And it was um, Derek McInnes again, and he's calling me yesterday saying he tried to get him to Aberdeen and loan spoke to his pal, Jody Morris, who was Frank's mm -hmm. um, number two at that time at Stanford Bridge. And he said, you have absolutely no chance, Derek. I know why you're wanting me. He says, but no, we've got plans mm -hmm. for Billy Gilmer. Um, so, and, and you yep. can see you can see why. 20 years old, I think it was his birthday last week, he's already got a Champions League uh, winner's medal in his back pocket. And he's somebody that every Scotland fan is is raving about, and 
he's going to be a guy that we can build a team around oh, for the next 15 years. 100%. Oof, the, sure. the, the Scotland team will be built round about Billy Gilmer. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Um, and I love seeing that with a young kid. It could easy, he could have stayed up here with his mum and dad, but he, he chose to go down to the, the bright lights of London, which yep. is difficult. Sometimes you might not settle, um, but he's went in there and every time I've watched him with Chelsea, and a lot of people going about the game against Luxembourg last, last week down to 10 men, Sometimes it's harder to play against 10 men, but I just loved the fact that he was demanding the ball. Um, he's got a lot of different attributes to his game as well. He can pass it, he can drive forward. In that 30 minutes he was on the pitch, he had two attempts on goal as well. So I, I think he's a wonderful footballer and we're, we're, we're lucky to have a player like him. The atmosphere is building. We are now exactly 90 minutes away from kick-off. Scotland against the Czech Republic. We're with some of the Tartan army here, the boys and the girls, or men and women, uh, who are looking forward to the match this afternoon. But thank goodness we're here, looking at the football and looking forward to the tournament, because on Saturday afternoon, early Saturday evening, everyone was stunned when Christian Eriksen went down, and it was looking so serious, so bad. And thankfully, the doctors revived him, he had cardiac arrest there on the pitch, as we all know now. And it was an absolutely horrendous moment. Um, but thankfully, they managed to revive him. And he is in hospital. He is awake and he's doing well. And Steve Clark took time yesterday at the media conference to talk about Christian Eriksen. You know, I'd like to send my well wishes to... Um... Christian Eriksen, his family, um, all the Danish players, all the, the Danes as a country. You know, what we witnessed yesterday was obviously scary for the, the footballing community and luckily the news today is a wee bit more positive. You know, my thoughts and all the players' thoughts go with him, his family and everyone else connected to him, the way the, the Danish players um, dealt with it and what must have been a, a heartbreaking thing for all of them. Certainly was Andy Robertson, the skipper there, talking about it. Barry, that was a, a moment we've all gone quiet mm. here just now about it. It was, it was horrific. Yeah, I was I was watching the game, and I'll be honest with you, um, the rest of the night after it, I was sick. Um, I don't like to see it, but the positive news is that he's he's awake and he's in stable condition. That's the most important thing. Um, but it was scary to watch it, as I says. Um, I just had a weird feeling in my body. And you've got to take your hats off to the, the medical people. Mm -hmm. They were there straight away, the Danish players as well. Um, it, that's great to see. Um, but the most important thing is he's healthy. He's, he's as I said, he's, he's up, he's awake, he's in stable condition. And, and just hopefully he, he can come through it. Um, were but, you surprised the game went ahead? Yeah, I was. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I would need to be in the position myself, but I'll be honest with you, I think I would struggle. Yeah, I struggled watching it. Um, so again, mentally, uh, for the, the Danish players, and the Finnish players as well, let, let's be honest, to um, go and play the game two hours after what happened to, to Ericsson, um must have took a, a lot out of them, um, as I said. But credit, I, I, credit to yeah. the, the players, as yeah. I said, on both sides, credit to the medical staff and... Just thankfully, he's okay now. Stefan's joining us, uh, one of our guests here. Stefan, it was quite a moment, and thank goodness he's recovering. 
Yeah, it was probably one of the the worst things that you you would see on a football park. You know, it's not something you like to see. It was sort of when he was going to, you know, when the ball was coming thrown and you just mm. seen him collapse. Honestly, one of the sort of worst things that I've I've probably seen on the on the football park. But just you know, so so happy and thankful that he is okay and he is sort of recovering and uh, in hospital. And you know, you just can't sort of pay respect and homage to the the medical staff that yeah. were there. And you know, they're the real heroes of it. And I'm just glad he's, he's sort of getting 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 round and, and feeling better. Absolutely, Stefan. You where where are you, are you from? I'm from Glasgow. From Glasgow. Whereabouts yeah. are you? Uh, yeah. From the Gorbals. From the Gorbals. Oh well, close to us in the heart of Glasgow and uh, in the Gorbals. Uh, Go Radio. We're here with Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, with OPC Energy Limited in the Radisson Reds. Nice nice gaff we've got here, isn't it? It is, actually. I walked in and I was like, this is, this is quite fancy. I've never been in here before, yeah. but I'll definitely be back. But you'll be back. Oh, Green manager, is it general manager or curator it is. It's, uh, it's very trendy here down at Clydeside. <laughs> <laughs> curator. Uh, I've been a few times, Paul. Yeah, well, I have been here, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had a great night here after Rod Stewart. I remember just before COVID. <laughs> Every name dropped my head. No. <laughs> Subrod, BC, uh, you know, he patched us. He didn't. He said he would come, but he didn't. But BC's now before COVID, isn't it? It was uh, when, when we all got together because it's right next to the hydro. Some great nights here, but yes. So uh, back to the football, Stefan. Uh, what are you thinking? What are you What are you thinking for this afternoon? I'm, you know, I'm really optimistic, uh, and it's not often that you can be optimistic about Scotland. But ever since Serbia, there's been a, a real feel-good factor around Scotland and and the whole night of it. But it's, it's one of those nights I'll I'll never forget. I remember when the Serbs scored and I hit the floor and I was like, oh, no, here we go again. But you know, I how was the floor? How was it okay? <laughs> I hit the floor <laughs> just about. But you know that. Ten penalties, I think, yeah. against Israel and Serbia combined, and yeah. we net all ten. I, I don't know if that's record-breaking stuff, but it's pretty phenomenal for for Scotland. But j- just on the whole, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's, you know, when we qualified, I said, right, good. It's it's good to be a part of the Euros. But see now, after watching that game yesterday, I'm thinking well, this might not be a case of taking part. This might be a case of we can actually do something. Obviously depending on if we can get by the Czech Republic. But mm-hmm. I, I really fancy my chances against Croatia um, and England because I don't think either team were pretty impressive yesterday. I thought it was quite a sort of dull, cagey affair. So yeah. I'm, I'm really optimistic. I don't know what you guys mm-hmm. think. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything to fear. Um, you know, but we need to get to the out the road first. Yeah. We need to get something positive. We don't want to come out of um, this afternoon at four o'clock and be on the back foot. Um, but no, we, we, we want to go and do something. And, and I think we can. You know, If you look at it, if this was a normal qualification campaign, you'd be expecting to win today because you always want to win your, your, your home games to give yourself uh, a realistic chance. And today is a game uh, that can be won. Um, I was wanting to ask Stefan, you were talking about Serbia there, obviously David Marshall was a hero mm. on the night. Who, who do you play today? Who's your choice for goalkeeper? I think it has to be David Marshall. Uh, you know, he's the keeper that sort of brought this all around. He, he saved the penalty from Mitrovic. I, I think it has to be him. Um, I know Craig Gordon and, and John McLaughlin are, 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 you know, really, really good keepers. But I, I think it has to be Marsh, to be honest. I think he deserves it. And I think he, he um, he's ultimately, he, I think he's the best keeper that Scotland have. So it has to be him. Barry, what do you feel? The goalkeeper? Stefan says he deserves it. David Marshall. Well, I did say in the show last week, one thing about David Marshall is um, he was in the, the squads when, when I was involved and he was always third choice, but he always turned up and that's credit to him himself. He had a real good attitude and he's he's um, had to bide his time to get the, the number one jersey. And I don't think he's let Scotland down, if I'm being honest with you. I think he's been, he's been excellent. 
And I was delighted for him with the, the penalty save in, in Serbia, as I said to you, because he turned up four or five times a year, ten days, knowing that he wasn't even getting on the bench at times. Um, so, absolutely delighted. If you're asking my honest opinion, I, I think am. he's a, a very good goalkeeper, but for me, Craig Gordon's a top goalkeeper. Um, I would go with Craig Gordon, but again, I'll go back to it. If David Marshall's playing, I'm more than happy with that. I'm comfy with that, because as I said, he's a a very good goalkeeper. And what he's done for Scotland over the last couple of years has been exceptional. Stefan, come I, back at Barry if you want. No, I'd, listen, I'd, I'd, as I said, I think I think McLaughlin and, and Gordon are, are, are good keepers as well. I think, you know, Gordon made um, a, a fantastic save against the, the Netherlands, uh, you know, a week or, a week or two ago. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, I, I had a conversation with my, my dad and he was saying, I think Greg Gordon should start. You know, he's a great mm-hmm. shot stopper. Can't disagree with it, but I just think, and maybe this is just me being a little bit sentimental, and for someone that goes on Twitter and says sentiment shouldn't come into football, um, <laughs> I, I think for the basis that he got Scotland to the Euros, I think, I think for me, if I was Steve Clark, it, it would be Marsh mm-hmm. all the way. Can you imagine being the manager? I mean, I heard him saying yesterday, that's what he's paid for, to make the big decisions, but he must have had a sleepless night last night. Well, I had a sleepless night. Did I think yeah. I had about an hour's an hour's kip where were you uh, I think you want to <laughs> <laughs> another I don't exclusive we don't want to know anymore actually <laughs> so no, I've been up since the back of two but yeah. like, I, I have a sleepless night he's probably not slept at all um, I, I don't envy him I don't envy his decision making I, I think he's got a really really hard call to make and whatever you know team he chooses but I think Barry alluded to it earlier I, it doesn't matter who Scotland choose who's in the starting eleven. Because I, I've got faith in every single one of them. Faith in every one of them. And that's what you were saying, yeah, Barry. Like, I'm, so po- I'm yep. positive. I, I, as I said, I think this is the best Scotland squad in a long, long time. And the 26 players that he's included in that squad, any one of them could be in the starting 11. Mm-hmm. And if any one of them is in the starting 11, I'm more than happy with it. Because mm-hmm. I think it's a, a squad full of real quality. And the, the beauty about this squad as well is there's real competition for places. Mm-hmm. Because when they go to train, Steve Clark will be watching them closely for that two hours. I mean, the, the training must be at some tempo. Because yeah. um, they know if they're not on it, someday I'll go and take their place. So I'm, I'm so positive. I think um, we're in a real good place. The most important thing is we got off to a winning start mm-hmm. today. Um, we'll go through the group stage. James, can we do a live poll here? Just put your hand up. If you think the squad of 2021 is stronger than the World Cup squad of 98 when we were last there. Which is the stronger, 2021 or 98? So if you think it's the current one, hands up now. Yeah, I'm just checking one, two, every, anyone disagreeing? Maybe two, two disagreeing, Ali and Stuart disagreeing. He's not so sure. Yeah, so it's, you know, 80% feel we're stronger just now. I don't think we'd as many standout players then, although I know you're going to say it was mm-hmm. Gary McAllister. We, we was, had, yeah. Again, we had very good players. I just think there's, there's more players playing at a, the top level. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can get through it. Andy Robertson, Kieran Tierney, for me, could get in any team. I don't mm-hmm. care what anybody says, any team in, in the world. Yeah. Um, you've got Billy Gilmore, McTominay. For me, McGinn as well. Um, and I can go on and on and on. I just think, in general terms, it's a stronger squad. I think back in 98, the, the start of 11 was pretty easy to pick. I think with this squad, it's more difficult. There's more competition for places. And that's why I think, as a, a squad, as a 26, I know back then it was 23, mm-hmm. but I think it's, um, 
it's a lot stronger this squad in terms of quality. And Mark, we've got a real chance of going through because you were the first person I hear, heard to say about two months ago, one win could, could be enough to yeah. put us in position to come third and we could go through. Yeah, three points might just be enough to take you through. Paul was one of the best uh, third-placed uh, countries, four third-placed uh, countries will go through. Um, but you want it to be more comfortable than that. Um, but that's why, you know, a week tomorrow, um, there's going to be something to play for, uh, regardless of what happens in the first two games. But as we get to 20 to 1, we are probably yep. six, seven minutes away from the, the starting lineup. And I'm really looking forward to see who Steve Clark picks. Will you get the team news first? Yep, Mark, we'll get it, we'll yep, get it, get first, it first. Yeah, that's what Barry's here for. Barry will get that uh, team news for us. Stefan, three points, not enough for you though, is it? From what you were saying a few minutes ago, what would you say? Uh, I would I would take three points, and uh, you know, I'm not going to lie, but I think Scotland can get more. I think we can get round about the six mark. I, I really, really do. Um, I don't know if we can go on and quite get nine, but uh, do you know what? As, as I said, I do fancy fancy our chances against uh, the Croats and the the English. Um, always okay. fancy ourselves against the English, but yeah. um, even more so after after yesterday. Stefan, good call. I was going to say, but you're here with us live. Will we speak to you after the game as well? Yeah. How, how's the uh, the liquid refreshment going so uh, far? I've, yeah. I've had two. two um, I'll, I'll, yeah. Listen, I'll be available after the oh, game. Great. <laughs> Unless we lose, then I'm He's on my desperados. There's no chance he's speaking after the game. Now, anybody will tell you, all my mates will tell you, it takes yep. about maybe six or seven desperados before I'm, I'm truly finished. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, be on, he'll be on the coffees. We'll be back live from the Radisson Red just after this. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Here we are live, the Radisson Red in Glasgow with uh, 85 minutes to go till kick-off. The buzz is rising around the city and here in the Radisson Red too, people are uh, coming in in good numbers. We're socially distanced, but the number of Scotland strips, it's great to see Mark Guidi, isn't it? It's brilliant, Radisson yeah. Red, absolutely buzzing. We've got our audience in with us, we've got the Scotland supporters, we've got the Tartan uh, Army, we've even got former Scotland captain uh, Barry Ferguson as, as well, mingling. The punters are loving it, seeing their hero. Um, and beside us and um, you and I can just take a back seat Paul and let uh, Barry go on with it Barry Ferguson is in the house we've got the former Scotland captain here and let's check out yep let's hear it for Barry yep well we see what trainers he's got on he's got more pairs of trainers than honestly than the Melda Marcos had shoes but uh, Barry what, what are you in today in your, the, the dark blue of Scotland um, uh, well, were you tempted you, to well, put the strip on uh, why today? are you standing up I, I am standing. <laughs> Why? I did that for you to do the gag so you could do it. Um, I thought you were sitting down. Barry, do you ever wear the Scotland top? Do you ever wear no, any I, your... I've, I've kept one. My, my first game as, as captain, that's um, in a frame. But the rest of the, the strips, Paul, I always gave to charity. Um, or uh, I, I wasn't big on swapping strips, if I'm being honest with you. No? No, no. No, I never swapped many strips. I always kept them and... My boys have got some of them. Um, as I say, the rest of them were, were given to charity. You did uh, loads for charity. It's great what football does over the years and helps. And it's just brilliant to have Tartan Army back today. There'll be about 12,500 today at Hamden for Scotland against the Czech Republic. And we're live on goal up until two. And then we'll continue. Gina will be on and we'll keep you right up to date. We're going to get team news. In fact, the team news is coming in. We did say Mark would get it first. We're going to hear from Simon in a second or two. Yeah. But Mark, you've got the Scotland team. Yeah, we can go. It's David Marshall who is in goals. It's a back three of Jack Hendry, Liam Cooper, um, 
It's just coming to you. Sorry. So it's Jack Henry, Liam Cooper, and um, Grant Hanley are the back three. Stephen O'Donnell and Andy Robertson are the two wing-backs. Scott McTominay and John McGinn in the team as the two holders. And it's Stuart Armstrong um, also in there uh, as well with Ryan Christie. Um, in behind Lyndon Dyke. So we said there's a few surprises, mm -hmm. and indeed the team is so. Um, the bullet points are there's no um, Kieran Tierney in the Scotland team. He must be injured, he's not on the bench. And up front, it's Lyndon Dykes gets a nod ahead of um, Che Adams and Billy Gilmer also on the bench as well. So to recap, we've got it now David Marshall's in goals, a back three of Grant Hanley, Liam Cooper and Jack Henry, two wing-backs, Stephen O'Donnell and Andy Robertson, the captain, two holding midfielders, John McGinn and Scott McTominay, and it's the two number 10s of Stuart Armstrong and Ryan Christie in behind the lone striker of Lyndon Dykes. That's the Scotland starting 11, and definitely a couple of surprises in there, Paul. Oh, Barry, and everyone here, we are, mm. I mean, the headline is, is obviously a problem, with Kieran Tierney? Yeah, well, for me, the, the outstanding Scotland player um, is, is Kieran Tierney. Um, that must be an injury. Yeah. He's not even on the substitutes bench. Um, so that's a major blow, Paul. Since um, he's played under Steve Clark, he's been head and shoulders Scotland's best player without a, a doubt. So mm -hmm. that's going to be a, a massive miss. That, that for me, is a, a problem we need and I, I don't mind saying this, yep. we need Kieran Tierney. Because yep. I, I think Kieran Tierney and the Scotland team, the Scotland team's a far better um, outfit. So that's a worry. We just need to find out what what's, um, what the sit situation is with, with Kieran Tierney. But a few surprises. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah. Boys, I feel a bit deflated that Kieran mm -hmm, Tierney's uh -huh. not on the yeah. team. That is a major blow. If you've got a chance to do anything, I just hope he's not out for the tournament, Paul. I hope it's only... One game, but I think John Carver maybe alluded to it in his presser the other day. What did he say? Yeah. He's saying that Kieran Tierney's got his own kind of training programme um, every now and again. So it's a major blow because Kieran Tierney is... Yeah. Pro I think he's our best player, to be yeah. perfectly You're honest. Right. I, I think he's our best player. You said player. that, Barry. That's a major blow. I'm deflated, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, you just used that word there. I, I feel a bit like that. I was, I'm so... I'm much more, sorry, should I say, confident. Mm. When he's in, in the starting 11, um, I know he's not the captain, but for me, he's a real leader, the, the mm. Scotland team, Kieran Tierney. So that's a massive blow. And as Mark just mentioned there, I hope he's going to be fine for, for the game on Friday because uh, he's such a big player. He's so influential. Um, we just need to wait, wait and find out after the game. But again, you look at that team, there's still a lot of quality in it. I'm still confident and positive that we, we can get the, the right result. That's Barry's view and Mark's. Simon is with us. Hi, Simon. Hiya. What a moment there, wasn't it? Nobody expected that. No, not at yeah. all. I think Tierney missing, I've just... I know we were talking before about Armstrong and Christian Armstrong coming in, I didn't really expect, but I think that's to make up for Tierney not being able to drive as much. Armstrong can carry the ball quite well, so Tierney going out, Barry alluded to the leadership you missed, but it's also kind of changes a lot of... I think he's had to make other changes off the back of that as well. It's not just a straight swap. So it sounds as though they've known it for a few days, maybe, Mark. Yeah, I'm just looking so, at you just now, yeah? So they'll, they'll, they'll be going 3-4-2-1, Barry. So you're, you're going to obviously mass on goals. You're back three from right to left. I think you're going to have Hendry on the right-hand side, Hanley in the middle, and Cooper on the left. Your two wing-backs, O'Donnell and Robertson. 
your two holders. Now, you could probably go McTominay and McGinn, but it could be McTominay and Armstrong. Mm -hmm. And then McGinn and Christie as your two number 10s in behind um, Lyndon Dykes. I think he'll play, sorry, um, McGinn beside McTominay. McGinn and McTominay and, and Christie. And, um, and, yep. no, and then again, no Callum McGregor in the team. No Billy. I mean, you look at the bench, no Callum McGregor, no Billy Gilmer, no James Forrest, no Che Adams. I mean, I don't think anybody could have, you know... You know, you know, managed to predict that um, Lyndon Dykes would have been ahead of mm. Che Adams. That, I wouldn't have got that one. That back three and that midfield two that I just mentioned there, McGinn and McTominay will no move. Mm. They'll be a solid five. The, the two wing backs will obviously bomb forward when they can. And then it's up to um, obviously Christie and Armstrong to, to support uh, Che Adams. Um, but again, I'll go back to what I know one player doesn't make a team. I get that. But how influential Kieran Tierney is in this Scotland squad. He's a leader of men for me, and again, he was a very good player when he was at Celtic. Since he's went to Arsenal, he's became top class, um, so he'll be a, a massive miss. And he was your first player on he's the team sheet? He's the best player Scotland yeah. have, head and shoulders, Paul. I've said that in the, the triple header before the friendly games. He was by far the, the best Scot Scottish player, as I said. Um, I think him and Robert, uh, Robertson were starting to mm -hmm. strike up a real good partnership as well. Kieran Tierney playing left side time, half. Yep. Yep, if he bombed forward, Andy Robertson would, would fill in for him. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a massive miss, but then, listen, one door shuts, another yep. door opens. It's an opportunity for a Liam Cooper or, mm -hmm. or Jack Henry or, or Grant Hanley to come in and, and show. What, one thing you get with A3, they're physical. Yep. They're three over six foot physical um, players and we need that against the Czechs don't we they're, we will need it that, that's one yep. thing that they play on Paul they play on set pieces mm. a lot they rely on free kicks and corner kicks so we need to stand up to that and then it's up to the guys like Armstrong and, and Christie to go and produce that wee bit of magic alongside Lyndon Dykes so it's big news to us Mark got the team first there and uh, Kieran Tierney not featuring at all uh, but the team have known about it, obviously. They've, they've managed that well. They've kept it quiet, but they've fed some things. Some of the lines that I mentioned to you earlier on, you do pick up in the background some of the things on the go. Simon, what do you want to ask? Anything you... Just an hour to go to kick off. Well, an hour from now, the teams will be coming down the tunnel. I did have a question. This probably ties yeah. in quite well with the team selection. So, like, for yourself, Mark, with any time you've been around the squad and Barry playing, see when you got, I was saying before we came on, I was that... I'm that nervous just for the game, not even yeah. being in the radio here, I'm that nervous just for kick-off. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Because obviously it's easy for us to have a pint and take a bit of the, the edge off and hopefully that's not why half our squad are missing because they've all been getting bevied. But mm. yeah. what, what is it that you do? What do the players do? What does Steve Clark do? How do they take that edge off? Well, the way I played sometimes, it looked like I've had a couple of pints before the game. <laughs> um, look, I, I enjoyed the nervous side. Of it. If I felt nervous, I felt my performance was at a better level. Um, how, how did I deal with it? I, I would sit quiet for a minute or two and then I would get up and, and just make conversation with the, with the team. I would just be a pest walking about. I'd, I'd shout daft things. I'd say daft things. It was just my way to get myself fired up. And once that, the bell goes a couple of minutes where you've got to get out of the tunnel, that was it. You were, you were climbing the walls ready to go. But I enjoyed being nervous. I had to be nervous. Um, no, like, shaky that I don't want to go on the ball. I just mm. had to have that bit in my stomach where... I felt I was ready to go. Were you a pest? 
you just a jolly yeah, best. Well, you ask any man. I think if you hear my ex-teammates speak about yeah. me, yeah, I'm one of the ones where they oh. would let it go in one ear and out the other. I just used to. What was it? They'll say a wee greeting face. Uh, a, a wee greeting face in a right way, in a good way. Yeah, though. A wee greeting face. If you you hear them speak, they would say that I would never shut up and I was on them all the time. But I'd done it for a reason because I sure. wanted to make sure they were ready for the game. Um, Jack Robertson will be like that. I, I I don't know. I think he's more of a quiet. Calm, cool, calm and collected sort of customer. I would look at Kieran Tierney being that. He, he's got a bit of old school about him, if you know what I mean. He'd be about the boys. Um, I, I don't know because I've not been in a, a dressing but Barry, room. I think even though, even though you were only captain Scotland, what, 10 years ago, I think dressing rooms have changed mm-hmm. in 10 years as, as well, Barry. You know, you, you look at the way managers now have to be. To be you think back to, to, to Walter Smith and Dick they, they Abercat, would let us, they change now, they, don't they? Yeah. They, would, they would let us take over the, the dressing room in terms of they'd come in a couple of minutes, say something, and then it was up to myself and the other senior pros in, in the dressing room to make sure if we weren't the, things weren't going well in the first half, it was up to us to make sure we picked them up and motivated them. Um, but certainly dressing rooms have changed. Um, gone are the days where you can have a real pop at somebody. Um, that doesn't really happen now. I think there's a place and a time for it. I do, I do firmly believe that. But Kieran Tierney missing. I know he's missing on the pitch today, but I'm sure he'll be in that dressing room. Been round about everybody. Yeah. So the news is, I'm just hearing he didn't travel yesterday. So Kieran Tierney didn't travel from the base down uh, in Teesside. Well, that's well, a big yeah, miss, isn't it? Yeah. Him not being round about. I would, yeah. I would like to have a player of his knowledge and, and his leadership qualities. Yeah, being available it, in the dressing room. Well, I think that's something you know for for Rob McLean, our colleague, and um, for all the TV stations. That was the first question to Steve Clark mm-hmm. today. That is the obvious line. Kieran Tierney, what's wrong with him? Obviously, he's not available for today, but is he available for for Friday night? Will he be fit for for whatever it is? Another thing as well, we we, we mentioned him near the, the top of the show. It's obviously a big day for the eleven players, for the eleven starters. But Ryan Christie, he's going to have to go out there today and produce the best game of his of his season he's going to be a massive uh, player because he's your after Lyndon Dykes Ryan Christie's your most obvious goal threat Barry to mm-hmm. go and penetrate and, and go and get at the checks yep because McGinn I think he'll be with playing in that with Ron Roll uh, alongside Mc, McTominay um, so it's really up to Stuart Armstrong and, and Christie to go up and support him um, one thing about Stuart Armstrong he's, his runs off the ball are, are excellent um, and Ryan Christie's proved that in the past that he can come up with vital goals and, and can produce that, that bit of magic um, but as a, a team sheet when it came out that I was a wee bit taken aback about obviously Kieran Tierney's missing through I would presume as an injury yeah. but in terms of I fully expected Shea Adams I think he's been a brilliant find for Scotland um, and I thought he would have went with both of them but look Steve Clark's the manager he knows I, I trust him I've got to be honest mm-hmm. with you I think he's a top manager and I still look at that starting to live in and I still think there's enough quality to get the result Simon what do you think is going to happen what do you reckon this afternoon I know we're quite deflated by Tierney not being there but to be able to bring in a Premier League captain and Stuart Armstrong who's dangerous to set play Ryan Christie yeah. it's hardly yesteryears where we would have been looking at you know players who are maybe getting a game in the, pre- the Scottish Premier League somewhere so it's, it's not that bad um, I said before the game I'd, I would have went with 3-1 and I had I don't know why but I feel as if we're going to get a goal from a penalty a corner and a free kick so that might go for us I don't know but still confident anyway but he makes yeah. a good point there Cooper Cooper's captain of Leeds United Please, exactly. they, they finished in the top 10 fantastic um, season so yeah. you're bringing in yeah. a, a very good centre back but 
let's be honest with you, we're talking about a top class mm. defender in, in Kieran Tierney. Mm. He is going to be a miss, but again, it's up to the guys. That's why Steve Clark's picked a, a strong team. Um, there's a few of the boys making a bit of noise there. <laughs> How many desperados has he had? To be fair, that's that's our own team. That was, uh, was it? That, that was us. Yeah. Listen, I'm hearing that it is an injury, uh, and there was a doubt around Scott McTominay. So that's um, that's what we're hearing at the moment. Simon, finally, before we go to the news, and then we're back for one more hour before kickoff. There's an hour to go. What's your scoreline prediction? I'm going 3-1. I'll stick with it. 3-1? Love it. Hatchet. Let's go for it. Why not? <laughs> Love it. It's Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, and all our friends and colleagues here at the Radisson Reds. Quick break for the news, and then we're back. And the countdown is on to kickoff. That's next. I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Go Scotland, we're less than an hour away from kickoff. It's the 2020s. We've waited so long, they should have happened last summer. They're happening today for us for Scotland. Less than an hour to go till kickoff. Scotland against the Czech Republic. We're in Group D, we know we've got England on Friday night, and then we've got Croatia a week tomorrow. But today, it's all about uh, the Czech Republic. And we told you just before the news, Barry, it's all about us as well. Some big news as well. Kieran Tierney is out. But how do you think Scotland are going to line up the team and the way they're going to line up Barry Ferguson? Yeah, they'll line up in a 3-4-2-1 formation. Marsh obviously in goals. A back three, Henry, Hanley and Cooper. Two wing-backs, uh, Adorno and Robertson. Two holding midfielders, McTominay and McGinn, just in front of them, Christy and Armstrong. And Lyndon Dykes up top. Um, still a lot of quality. One big mission from the squad is uh, Kieran Tierney, as I says to you. He's um, head and shoulders above everybody in terms of the, the way he plays. Top player, big miss, but again, it's an opportunity for one of the other centre-backs to come in and show how good a player they are. Mark, the Czech Republic, uh, you've got their team for today. Yeah, it's uh, Vachlik in goals, and it's uh, Shaluska, Kufal, Kalas, and the captain, Darida, and their chic Masapust, Yankto, Suchek, Boreal and Kral. Of course, the two names that, that, that stick out, Paul, the two West Ham players, um, Kufal um, and Suchek, have been terrific for, for Davy Moyes this season. And in particular, Suchek is a real, as we all know, a real goal threat at set pieces. Davy Moyes, I wonder if he's given them a, a few dummies, you know, well, <laughs> given the wrong info well, about Scotland. Well, yep. Davy is a, a massive Scotland oh, fan, yep. very, very uh, patriotic yep. and... Um, there's no doubt he will have given them a couple of dunts. He's probably sent them some late night texts as well just to try and keep them awake, stop them from getting a, a, a good night's sleep. But then I really like Suchek and uh, when you think of him for 15 million quid, Barry, what a, what an unbelievable find he's been for, uh, he was for West Ham. Yep, I, I didn't know too much about him, um, but that just shows you that David Moyes has, has got an eye for a player mm -hmm. and he's certainly been a player for West Ham. He was key in them qualifying for Europe, yep. no, no doubt about that. Um, but one thing about the Czech Republic is 
they're big on physicality, they're big on set pieces, and he certainly is a, a massive danger um, from then. But if I look at our, our side, we're quite tall, the three centre-backs, Henry Hanley and Cooper are a decent size, McTominay's a decent size, and so is, and so is sorry, Lyndon Dykes. Yep. Um, so we should certainly be covered in terms of set pieces. Um, but again, Czech Republic, they're a good team, they're not a, a top team yep. in, in my in my eyes. So we, we've got every opportunity to make sure we get three points today. And I firmly believe, even with that team and some players missing and a few surprises in the starting 11, I still think we'll be good enough. All right, the fans are back today and we are with uh, some of our audience here at the Radisson Reds. And Dylan from Lanarkshire, where are you from, uh, Dylan? Stonehouse. Stonehouse. Yeah. Keep the mic up close to there. Yeah, yeah it's okay. Smaller place, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry, mate. No, oh, not at now. all. Good. <laughs> sorry. Aye, and, and that strip, we remember that one from right. what, what? What year was that? It's well, it's, it's definitely older than me. Um, <laughs> Ninety-eight, wasn't it? I think. Is that? Yeah, that was the way even earlier. Earlier. Ninety-six. Oh, Ninety-six. Yep. Oh, the Euros. We remember definitely. that down uh, there, don't we? It was. It was. Leamington Spa. It, it was magnificent. <laughs> the, the Euros. So, what, what do you want to ask Mark and Barry? Or what do you want to tell us? Well, obviously. With the news with Tierney, it's a sore one. Um, but myself, I do believe we can still we can drive. But what I want you to ask you is, is the performance that Billy Gilmore came on with um, made two chances out of nothing. He's still a young boy. Do you believe that he's got enough maturity and enough you know, football in mind to come and play in the, the first team? Um, for myself, I believe that he can come on and kind of command his area well. Mm. Um, what, what would you think? That's a good question because you said everyone's kind of nervous today, aren't we? Every, everyone's feeling it. Billy Gilmer, could, could he handle it? I've got no issues he could handle it. Um, he's that, that type of player. Um, you see, he's, he's obviously plays at, uh, in a, a Chelsea team that's fully top-class mm-hmm. players as well. You watch him when he plays there, he goes and demands the ball. He dictates the play. Yeah. The Luxembourg game, I, I don't care what anybody says, international football's tough to play in against 10 men. He just come on and again... He just wanted the ball at every opportunity. He created two chances for himself. Could have scored a couple of goals. So I would have no issues whatsoever um, playing Billy Gilmore. I'm disappointed he's not playing because I, I think he would have went on and, and showed a, a real good performance. But I think Steve Clark knows how good he is. I just think it's going to be a matter of time before he's a, a stick-on starter for Scotland. Yeah, definitely. Mark? I, I think he'll come on at some point uh, today, Paul. I think he'll make his... His competitive debut uh, for Scotland this afternoon. And the thing about Billy Gilmore, with the greatest respect to even his international teammates today, he's playing against better players every day in training. He's playing against Champions League winners, you know, Jorginho, Kante, Rudiger, you know, all those players, Werner. So he won't be faced, you know, if he comes on today, and I'm sure he will, then he will come on. And as he did against Luxembourg before, as Barry's pointed out in the show um, numerous times, demands the ball, he wants it. Give him the ball, tight space. We're talking about Pirlo earlier on as well. You know, Billy Gilmer's awareness and his chance for that, you know, eye of the needle um, pass. He's a fantastic young uh, talent. He'll be disappointed that he's not starting the game today, but we can go with the selection and you see that, that one thing that Steve Clark has gone for for the opening game is experience yeah. and a solidness. And, um, you know, as much as we all want to win the game, we think we can win it. Do you know what? When you think about it, bear in mind we don't have Kieran Tierney. A point would be a bad result. A point right. would not be yeah. a bad result mm-hmm. today, Paul. What were you thinking an hour ago, though? I'm thinking. We can, listen, I still think we can win it. Okay. But you know, bearing in mind that um, opening games can yeah. be nervy. We're at Hamden, first time in 23 years. The, t- the 
the guys will be feeling it as well. And, and one thing about Andy Robertson will really miss Kieran Tierney yeah. today. Mm. He'll really miss him. And it puts more onus um, in his shoulders, well, more responsibility. Yeah, now, they're brilliant. It? They're, you know, they absolutely they thrive together. Yeah. You know, they, they can read each other's mind. Um, the way they play. So he's just a he's a big big loss. But we can't dwell on it. Paul. No, we've got sure. to move on. Mm-hmm. We've got the eleven starters um, there. But I think we can win it. But as I said before, a draw. You know yourself in these tournaments, a draw yep. wouldn't be that bad a result. But we need goals. That's what we want, Dylan. And yeah. here's Steve Clark speaking about Scotland and goals. I think when you qualify for the first time in 23 years, you, you probably feel a little bit less pressure. We've done well to be in the tournament. We're looking forward to it. We're going to go there. We're going to give our best. We're going to give our all in every single game. And we're going to try and make the next step to the to the knockout stages, which would be a first for the for the men's A national team. So that's what we're going to try and do. Scoreline from you, Dylan. I'm saying 2 0 Scotland. Two. Um, yep. Scorer. It's definitely a must, must yep. win. But yep. I'm saying I see John McGinn stepping up. Um, and I definitely see, I'd like to see, as I said, if Billy Gilmore comes on. We've seen him putting a lot on. Well, I hope he does. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be nice to see because um, it'll give him that confidence booster. So I'm saying it'll come for the midfield. I say I do have faith mm-hmm. in London Dykes, um, but I believe that sometimes he's doesn't really get on to end it but you know this could be his moment today it could be Dylan thanks very much we'll speak to you again after the game thank you to Dylan joining us here the Go Radio Football Live with OPC Energy Limited Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson the former Scotland and Rangers captain and we won't list all these teams with uh, too many not that many obviously Birmingham City Blackburn Rovers and uh, Blackpool and Mark Guidi for uh, who's what four three World Cups you've had? Yep, three World Cups, the European three European Championships. Wow. So yep. um, France '98, Japan '2002, Germany '2006, Euro '96, Portugal '2004, and Austria and Switzerland '2008. Wow, that must have been some uh, passport you had. Brilliant. Yep, the whole uh, one. It was yep. uh, Japan. Was was what was your favourite? Yeah, was gonna, your nah, favorite? Japan was yeah. Japan was was brilliant. I was there with Hugh Keevans. For you a month. you can't he, have everything. Then he put his hand in his pocket once, <laughs> the the shugster. But, um, but yeah, great, even great just company. culturally, yeah. and I don't know if, if you've ever seen the movie Lost in Translation yeah. with Bill Murray and Scarlett yeah. Johansson. Just remind me, and it's brilliant. Which one was Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, that was great, great experience, Paul. Yeah. Been very, very, very lucky. I Hughes, uh, great to work with. Great to work with the team here at the Go Radio Football Show. We're going to speak to another of our guests in just uh, a moment or two. You've heard the team news, which has come in that Scotland are without Kieran Tierney, and it's David Marshall in goal. You don't have a problem with that. You thought that's who he was going to go with. Yeah, yep. I thought. You know, and Craig Brown tipped it as well when we asked him um, on Thursday. Well, Craig, you genuinely could flick a between the two of them, Craig yep. Gordon and David Marshall. But I think, you know, David Marshall, there will be a bit of sentiment in that decision um, as well. And, and, and I did say in the show, I think the fact that um, Steve Clark gave him the number one jersey for the squad, kind of, you know, that, that's what kind of tipped it for me to, to, to go from. And Barry, you've got no problem with it being David Marshall. You would have gone with Craig Gordon. Yep, Graham's going to join us next in a second or two. But yep. Yeah, I would have went with Craig Gordon, but I have no yep. issues with, with David Marshall, as I says to you. Um, he, he's a, a very good goalkeeper. Um, as I says, he, he's been um, one of the yep. main performers. We, we get us into the Euros. Um, so, as I says to you, I mean, people forget John McLaughlin as well. He's a, mm. a decent goalkeeper. So that's one de- uh, department we're really strong in. But... Listen, as I said to you, I would have went with Craig, but I'm more than happy with, with David Marshall. Here's some good news for everybody. Yep, we know that Tierney is injured today, but he should be fit for Friday for Wembley. That's the news we're hearing from the camp. Brilliant. So let's hope... Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a ripple of applause. 
And it's now a round of applause, led by Graham from Campus Land. Graham, good to see you this Hi, afternoon. how are you doing? Thanks for having us. Good, thanks for coming. Yeah, how's the coffee going? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know, you only asked Sunday. It's only three pints. Graham, what do you think? That was a moment, wasn't it, half an hour ago? Uh, we I said, oh my goodness. It was a bit of shock. Yeah. I remember, I know it's Barry, earlier on you were saying, whoever plays, you're confident with the team, but I think it was a shock. Yeah, it was. Right away, mm -hmm. like, it's the first name of the team she isn't it? Yeah, he's, 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 he's a massive player, Kieran Tierney. We fully expected him to, to be fit, but again, listen, that's why you pick a, a big squad, yeah. a squad full of quality. Yeah. So, look, he'll be a big miss, but Mark just mentioned it a couple of minutes ago. We need to move on. No, exactly. The, the three guys exactly. that we've got in there, I'm more than happy with them. Good experience. Cooper's Premier League player. Yeah, that was a great point. Han yep. Premier League captain coming in. Yep, Hanley's just been promoted with Norwich. He's already played in the, uh, the Premier League. Yep. Jack Henry's playing at a good level in, in uh, Belgium. So, yeah. look, they're strong and physical, that back three. That's one thing about them. So I think you just need to go for it, eh? It's like, it's three games. It's, it's not a league campaign. It's three games. You need to go for it. It's been 23 years since we've been here. I think if everybody goes out and plays their best game, we'll get three points today. We just need to believe that. Good. The back three will be Henry, Hanley and Cooper. Barry worked out for us. O'Donnell, McTominay, McGinn and Robertson. Obviously O'Donnell on the right, Robertson on the left, where he's been playing so well, we know with uh, Kieran Tierney, but he's out. Christie, Ryan Christie's in there. We'd hardly mentioned him. Stuart Armstrong and Lyndon Dykes up front. So a 3-4-2-1, Barry reckons. What do you think of uh, that line-up then? I know you feel, well, that's the team going that's, out in 45 minutes. That's the team. It's not a team maybe I would have picked, but it's yeah. a team... Steve Clarks, he's the manager, he's got to know the players, hasn't he? The Christie one really surprised me. Aye, aye. That's, I think earlier on we were, at, really we were debating you. Gilmore McGregor, and then I think yeah. yourself threw in Christie, but can I be thought, uh, well, that won't be, and that's what's came in. That's surprising. Did you know, Mark, tell the truth? About Ryan Christie? Uh -huh. He's going to say yes, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Steve, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to name drop, but Steve no. Clark texted me the team um, <laughs> last night. Uh, no, but... Uh, but Ryan Christie, look, he got that goal in Serbia. He's, yeah. he, he is a big game player. He's had a, by his own standards, an average season at best yeah, for Celtic. But that, was, the season. but that was just that was typical of Celtic as a football club uh, for the past sort of 12 months. So you can't hold it all against uh, Ryan Christie. But he does enjoy Hamden. He is a goal threat. Um, and you know what? Today just might be. Today, he might, he might be crying again at full time. Mm. Uh, it might be happy tears mm. again from him. Where are the goals coming from, do you think, then, Graham? Dykes is obviously a threat. Mm -hmm. Christie's a threat as well. I would have went with Shea Adams, personally. Mm -hmm. but I, I would have went with the two of them. But yeah. one of the yeah. boys made a good point earlier. The Cairn Tierney things maybe sh shook things up a bit. Mm -hmm. It's maybe made a few changes on the back of that one. Mm -hmm. But what, no, I'm still confident. What, what's important, Christie and, and Stuart Armstrong have got to get up and support Lyndon Dykes. Yeah. You, you don't yeah. want to isolate him. Um, that could be a long to, shift for him, couldn't it? It could yeah. be a yeah. long shift. So, as I says to you, I think McTommy and McGinn will be the, the ones that will sit in with the, the back three, Henry, Hanley and Cooper. And it's important that the, both wing-backs get up and support alongside Christie and, and Armstrong. Because um, what you don't yeah. want is Lyndon Dykes up there. The ball's getting fired up to Lyndon Dykes and there's nobody within uh, 20, um, 20 25 you do get yards. a ball in a game like that, it's sometimes, sometimes yeah. snatch at things mm -hmm. and stuff and you've not got enough service. Mm -hmm. The manager's got a great record, though, hasn't he? We he know has, that. Has. You, know, you yeah. heard Mourinho talking about him. Kenny Dalglish spoke about yeah. him on Friday. We know what he's done in football. And in Steve Clark, we trust. Yeah, well, you've seen the celebrations of the players and things. I think that seems a right togetherness. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it comes with qualifying for the tournament. But we know years gone by, 
players would drop out for different reasons, but it's, teams seem really together now. Confident. Only only two defeats in sixteen games. Ah, you know, he's, he's got a good, the last time. Say that again, record. Mark, for us all, please. Two defeats in sixteen games under Steve Clark. You yep. know, in the last sixteen yep. games. So look, he's 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 a manager. He knows his stuff. And one thing that we could see, you know, when we had a chance to really look at him closely, when he had his two years at at Kilmarnock, his teams are organised. They know what they have to do, and then when the chance comes, they attack at the right moments. You know, they they don't go gung ho, but there's a proper structure a proper discipline and then when the time's right whether it's O'Donnell down the right hand side Robertson down mm. the left getting balls over it as Barry says as well Armstrong and, and, and Christie then you'll have John McGinn every now and again he'll just that natural wee burst that he's got yeah. into, the, into the penalty and, and Scott McTominay will definitely be your one constant big big boy mm. him against um, it could be an interesting battle Barry him against Suchek, McTominay mm. against Suchek at certain times today. Yeah, they've obviously come up against each other yeah. down in the, sure. the, the Premier League and that, that'll be um, a, a key area because he has one player that I never knew too much about him until David Moyes signed him. So he's going to be a, a massive danger. I mean, you just need to see the goals that he scored for West Ham, some real important goals. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm still positive, still confident that we've got enough quality um, in that team because you look at it, as I mentioned, McTominay and McGinn, they play week in, week out in the yeah. Premier League. Two big players for us. You've got Andy Robertson, obviously, playing with Liverpool. You've got Stuart Armstrong, who's a mainstay in, in the Southampton team. So we've got enough players with enough quality and enough experience to, to hopefully see us through. Great shout, Graham. Yeah. Thanks very much. Yeah, that how's, good. Yeah. how's the Moretti going? Uh, right. <laughs> not bad. Do you want to run over? No, no. <laughs> how's the cappuccinos? I'm not allowed. I've been, uh, I know. I've he's, been told not uh, allowed. So he's yeah. on the espressos though. He's oh, very right. trendy, isn't right. it? Cheers. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me, Graham. Great. Brilliant. And Cheers, more from you later this afternoon. Go Radio Football Show live. We're only <laughs> what forty minutes away from kickoff. We're back after this. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Oh yes, sir. The Tartan Army are back here live in Glasgow. Um, We're not even at Hamden. Barry honestly, Ferguson. I've seen you moving there. Oh my God. Honestly, I have to say, I've not seen Paul looking so happy since Leamington Span 96. That's obviously an in joke there, listener, dear listener, from the Euros. We're back. Can't believe it. When we left the match against Morocco on, uh, exactly 23 years ago, you never thought we'd be 23 years. What, so what we're back. That, what happened after? The game? Did you go out? Well, I wasn't sure how I was getting back because, you know, the Radio Clyde money, we didn't really have money for, you know, the BBC get the taxis and all the rest, but I think it was the ITV mob brought me back. Good no, night. no, we had to go back to the Avignon. headquarters, Avignon, yeah, Avignon yep. Yep. and uh, it was back to Glasgow then. It was a real disappointment. We thought we should have done better, but hopefully today we will. We've kept the feet on the ground. But we are disappointed to hear that uh, Kieran Tierney is missing today. We're live at the Radisson Red, and thanks to Graham and all the team who are looking after us, and also Freya and Owen who are here, and making sure that everyone is looked after. Everyone okay for the drinks, for the coffees, and the the, uh, the laggers and all the rest? Yeah, we're fine. Chris here on the decks. Alan back at Basin. Alan Shaw will be on later. Gina will be on as well throughout the afternoon. Graham is uh, the curator, just checking everything's okay. The countdown's on. Barry, how excited are you? No, 35 minutes. 
to a go. A mixture of emotions, excited yep. and nervous at the, the, the same time, Paul, as I, I says to you. Just a wee bit, it was when the team get named, just there was a wee bit yep. of a lull with obviously the, the, the missing name of Kieran Tierney. But I'm over that now, listen, okay. that, that's why you've got a big squad. Injuries do happen at times. Sadly for Kieran Tierney, um, he's going to be missing um, the game. But we need to move forward, and as I says to you, I'm more than happy enough with the, the back three that's, that Steve Clark's picked. Well, Jonathan is with us. Jonathan from the Glasgow area, good to see you. Yeah, Canvas Lang as well as we get the mic uh, ready for that one. I think it was, uh, they were boogieing on that one earlier, just a moment or two ago. So, Canvas Lang's finest from G72. That's right. Hi, Jonathan. So, what are you, what are you thinking? What do you want to ask? Well, I was just wanting to ask Barry. Obviously, they've been a play, all the players have um, been playing... Um, with no crowd for so long and then I know it's only a small crowd of 12,500 but do you think with the magnitude of the game it's going to have an effect and how, how do you get them to switch for the mindset of playing in empty stadiums you know to, or will the, the adrenaline and just the buzz of playing for Scotland in the Euros after so long just carry them through do you think? Yeah adrenaline will definitely get them through but listen that 12,000 will feel like 50,000 believe me when they've been playing in front of uh, empty stands um, and one thing about them I've got to be I've got to take my hat off I would have struggled. I only done it once in my career. Played behind closed doors. I didn't like it. Um, Inter Milan. Inter yep. Milan, the, the, the Champions League. So San Siro. I would have found it hard. But all credit to the players. They got over that initial thing. If you look back, the first three or four games, it, was, it wasn't great. But right. they get used to playing in front of empty stadiums. So the buzz we driving, uh, been on the bus. Aye. Getting up, seeing some fans, been able to get in. And that 12,000 fans, um, the guy, that, the, it'll be electric. I think it'll be electric today. The whole city's buzzing. Like, I took my daughter to school this morning, you know. We've got Ike and Boogie on in the car and the kids are jumping yeah, yeah. about with um, Scotland shirts yeah. on, waving flags, going into classrooms and that, you know. It's, it's, and she it's was driving. driving. <laughs> 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 well, I'm not be picking her up, that's for sure. <laughs> The kids, I've heard them on go on the news and seeing them on the telly. The young ones are so up for this oh, today, aren't they? Seeing yeah. kids wandering about out yesterday, walking the yeah. dog, Scotland strips, you know, so, so many. Just it's, you know, you just don't normally see that. It's all Rangers, Celtic, Man City, Liverpool. But to see it now, you is know, she getting it's, it's to watch great. the game? Uh, yes, they are. They're getting to watch brilliant. it, yeah, my. Good. I just, yeah. I'm, I'm, we can see the TV pictures just coming in. I know we can't. We've not got the volume. But just looking at Steve Clark there, getting interviewed, you can tell Paul, he's absolutely bursting with pride just doing his pre-match interview. And I think he had to repeat a couple of questions already, the noise inside uh, um, Hamden Park. But you could just see the look of, of uh, how, uh, how proud Steve Clark is right now. Well, Steve Clark has just confirmed that uh, Kieran Tierney picked up a niggle during training. He confirms he will be good for Friday, but not for today. Yep. So I'll stand up and make this speech on behalf of the team. <laughs> he says he picked Lyndon Dykes based on last year's efforts against the Czech Republic. And of course, we beat them twice last autumn. So that's why he's going with Lyndon Dykes. How do you feel about that? Well, I know it's, it's obviously it's a slow win losing Tierney, but like we've talked, we were talking earlier on, Look at the level, the level of club football these players are playing. Mm -hmm. So it's not as if there's no mibbies or you know, le you know what I mean, lesser league playing players. It's, it's it's just one of these things. You just got to go with what you've got, you know, yeah. and it's enjoy it. You know, I think that's, that's a key thing. But away from a tournament for so long, just I've I, I, just got to stay calm and just mm -hmm. go for it. You know, I, I just think it's it's because he is a top class player. We, we are hurting and we're going to miss him. Um, but as I, I mentioned and you've just mentioned. Cooper and Hanley are, are Premier League players. 
Um, so again, you're you right. Don't, you don't get to that level, you know what I mean? It's hundred percent in the past. Maybe the, the squad wasn't as yes. strong, yeah. but mm. uh, that's why um, I've said the last couple of weeks. I think the squad that we have got, any one of them are capable of playing, and mm. I would be happy. So, as a disappointment, he's a top player. He's your best player, but I'm still happy enough for the start of eleven. Just got to go and go and see what happens over the ninety minutes. And enjoy it and go for it yeah sir. it's been great as well isn't it after the Covid you know I know it's still going on but it's been such a long time hasn't it Jonathan you, so well myself and Graham we went there we've been at a World Cup in 2006 you know what I mean and, yeah. uh, Germany, own, yep. Germany yeah. games, where did you base yourself we yeah. started off in um, Hamburg we went to Saudi Arabia Ukraine then we went to Poland Costa Rica and wow. Hanover and then we went to Cologne for France Togo Wow, yeah, that's, a great that's a great thing about these tournaments. You see so many different nations oh, and experience the fans and things like that for the first can, time was just incredible. Uh-huh. Can, can you remember the, the games? I went three games. Uh-huh. We, yeah. we booked the trip before the draw. Yeah. So can you I, remember? But honestly, well, yeah. the German like it was good. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> maybe's I, maybe's no. <laughs> right prediction then. What do you think? Today? Oh, I think three two. I think it's going to be good. Three two. Oh, Rob McLean will have been enjoying that commentary. Three uh, two for Scotland. Yeah. Mark, you never know, but well. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think what's, what's my prediction, Paul. Um, I'm still reeling from that one, three, I'm two, going, but it's honest, yeah. I'm going to go uh-huh. one each today. Are oh, you going one each yeah, now? I'm yeah, I'm going to go one each. Yeah, I'm going to go back a wee bit. Yeah. One each, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't think, I don't think yeah. the draw is a bad um, result, but if I'm being, if it's my honest yeah, opinion, sure. which I hate to do it, I'm going to go one each today. You're not an official cheerleader, you are a distinguished uh, journalist. One yeah. each. One, one each. each. Oh, I'm wrong. Yep. 3-2, you reckon. Barry, you were saying earlier... 2-1. 2-1. Yep. Still stick with that. Yeah. 3-2, would that be... Uh, that wouldn't a, be a, a bad listen, result at all. I would take 5-4. I would take yeah. any, any one today. I, I don't, I'll be honest with you, I don't care how we play. As long as we get yeah. three points, that's the most important thing. Yeah. What Great. about yourself, Paul? What do you fancy? Uh, I, I was going 1-0. I, d- I didn't think there would be many goals, and uh, I thought it was going to be Shea Adams. But that's not going to happen now, be. is it? Come yeah. off the bench. Yeah, well, indeed. Yeah. Uh, big news. But... They've probably known about it for a, a day or two. That's so, uh, listen, be prepared, hey, be, be and they're pros. Yeah. So. Also, it's always an opportunity for somebody else because you've got to have faith in yourself. That's you know, if a player is injured or, or whatever, it's for the ones who can play. Uh, and there's such a great, great camaraderie. I like that the, the bags they were all given by Andy Robertson, the, the goodie that, bags. The iron eh? brewing, the whiskey. I, and the, I know. It's great. You know, it's and the, the Apple Watch and stuff. Yeah. That's that. So it's Barry, did you ever get one of those? I know we talked about it on Friday night. Get the... No, as good as that. No, I mean that was a, a, a cracking present from the the, the captain. I can't tell it's lager in there as well. Lime brew, shortbread. It was um, a brilliant touch, and it just shows you I, I, again. That's one of the things. There's a real togetherness in that squad, and that's a great thing for the captain to do. Go and uh, give everybody a um, a present. It's a great one as well. Great mm-hmm. go radio goodie bag at the Radisson. All right. Jonathan, great thanks, to hear from you. I'm going to make a tactical substitution here. Well done, Jonathan. Yep. Three two, he reckons. And Barry, you're going to give us how you think Scotland are going to line up. We've got the eleven and yep. here's how we'll shape up. David Marshall in goals, a back three of, of Henry, Hanley and Cooper, uh, two wing backs, O'Donnell in the right wing back area, Robertson in the left wing back area, two holding midfielders and McTominay and McGinn. Just in front of them, Christy and Armstrong and Lyndon Dykes up front. So it'll be a 3-4-2-1 formation, Paul. And you know what? We are 28 minutes away from kick-off at Hamden. We'll come off 
air for a wee while during it because we don't have the rights for the game, but you'll enjoy it there. Gina will keep you right up to date on Go Radio, but I know people will be getting to the telly to watch it there as David Marshall, as I look just now, just uh, warming up there in goals. We're going to watch it here together in the Radisson Red, and then we'll do an hour afterwards as well. Delighted to welcome now from Cumbernauld, Alan is with us. Alan, good afternoon. Hi, Paul. You do, how are you doing? Uh, good, good, thanks. We're uh, excited. A wee bit nervous as well, but that, I've got nothing to do. All I'm doing is, uh, you know, being with everyone here. What are you feeling about... Uh, how did you feel when you came in today about the match, and has it changed because of the team news? Uh, I suppose I've been feeling a bit nervous. I didn't really get much sleep last night. Um, to be honest, I think the game could honestly go either way. Um, but I've got a feeling that we need to get the three points today if we're going to try and get through this group. Um, obviously the England game I wouldn't be I'm hoping rather than expecting that we'll get something for that game so I really think we need to get the win today um, I can see what he's done with the team selection obviously um, you know a lot of us were probably hoping for Patterson and Gilmore but he's probably went for the experience the tried and trusted so these guys can come into the game later on um, so fingers crossed we can get the right result I think that's what he has done Mark isn't it tried and trusted yeah he's gone you, you know I, I think there's a, a word that Craig Brown used on Friday night when we were asked about the goal was loyalty and there's been loyalty I think in a couple of selections as, as well as he's mentioned with Lyndon Dykes with, with David Marshall for me I thought Billy Gilmer and I certainly would have started him not necessarily um, feel the same about about uh, Nathan Patterson, I thought it might have been James Forrest, I get the nod rather than, than Stephen O'Donnell. I think Patterson, I'd be surprised if Patterson's involved um, in the tournament. I think his time will come, he is going to be a top player. Gilmer looks game ready for me, whereas Patterson, just a wee bit to go. Um, but, you know, he, his time will certainly come. Do you think if things were going wrong, Steve Clapp would make a change, though? A major change, if he had to? Today? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at the bench, and there's some great options. You know, mm. there's seven or eight top players sitting on that bench this afternoon um, Paul all with big game experience some of them Champions League uh, experience too so as you said you, you, you fancy Che Adams for a goal we can bring Che Adams on we can bring James Forrest on we can bring Ryan Fraser on we can bring on Billy Gilmer um, if needed there's some terrific op Kevin Nisbet some terrific options well we can hear from Steve Clark who says Scotland are full of a squad with big game players we've also got a lot of big big game players Andy Robertson's played in World Championships. He's won the he's won the Champions League. Billy Gilmore was involved with Chelsea a couple of weeks ago in the Champions League. Scott McTominay played in a European final. I've coached a team in the final of the Champions League myself. We understand big games, big moments. Big games are for big players, and we believe we've got enough big players to handle the occasion. We have, but when you listen back to it, isn't it funny? No mention of Kieran Tierney there. So that was yesterday's audio. He obviously knew. Alan, you, are you in the Tartan Army? You've, uh, what, what's been your favourite match in the past, watching it here or, or going abroad? Um, do you know, I don't know about favourite games, but do you know, I've been thinking, you know, we've came a long way since 1998. I mean, I was actually just thinking back to some of the, the trials that we've had, um, and I think it was a game that Barry played in, which was probably one of the worst games for Scotland, was when they played Moldova. Um, Betty Votes was in charge yeah. I think you were playing in that mm -hmm. game did you I have to that, mention I remember, that <laughs> I remember I, 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 remember I, think, that I think that was a real low point for Scotland mm -hmm. but then again I mean I don't think there's any easy games in international no. football anymore um, you know I think it doesn't matter who you're playing you've got to, you've got to be ready mm -hmm. to go I remember that game I remember, Chisnay wasn't it Chisnay yeah, I remember yeah. coming into the airport and the Tartan Army were giving us absolute dogs abuse but do you know what I, I says to the players we need to stand we need to take it because it's no good enough. Mm -hmm. Sometimes uh, they pay a lot of money to go and watch us and support us. 
and we've got a duty to go and try and perform and, and let's be honest with you I'm very honest it's no good enough with the, even the quality of players we had at that time we just weren't producing it as a, a team and as, as a, a unit so I remember that fondly I remember the, the fans giving us absolute pelters but sometimes in football do you know what you've got to take it uh, I always kind of try and use that in a positive way for the next game when we got on the plane I remember saying to some of the boys listen do you know the only way we can shut the fans up is go and produce decent performances again um, so I was never one I'm a big believer in they deserve their opinion and their opinion for me in that night was, was bang on the button it wasn't good enough but in terms of um, you'd ask Mark would they be scared to change it? I go back to the Israel game. Mm-hmm. He played a back three. Wasn't he good enough in the first half over there? He went and changed it to a back four. And we, could, we should have went on and won the game um, that night in Israel. So I think if it's not going right for him, um, for us as a, a team, Steve Clark's clever enough. He's a top manager. He knows the game inside out. If it's not working, he'll go and change it. And he'll have a plan B mm-hmm. And he said, Because, you know, some managers say, I'm going to persist. Well, they don't say, but often they persist with something which the punters, we can see it's not working. Steve Clark doesn't seem to have that kind of ego. He does what he thinks is right. Yeah, you've got a certain way as a manager of playing, and sometimes during games it ain't going to work. Um, so you obviously work things on the training ground where you might need to change the personnel or change the, the shape of the team. And I'm sure that's one thing that Steve Clark and the boys um, would have worked on. Um, there's, there's no doubt about it. So I, I trust Steve Clark. I think he's a top manager. When he first took the job, it was a hard watch the first few games, but I think as the games have went on and times went on, we are turning into um, a very, very good footballing team. Alan, around Cumbernauld, where you live, is, it, is the bunting up now, the, the buzz rising? Uh, well, I think the bunting was up when Rangers won the league. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's no, just, it's, just um, changed the shade of the blue slightly then, is that <laughs> it? Ah, that's yeah. it. It's, um, it's been a long time coming, you know what I mean? And I think Scotland in the last few years... I think we've got a lot of good players that are playing at the top level now, so I don't really think there is any excuse for us anymore. Um, Czech Republic, I don't know much about them. Obviously, they've got Suchek. He's obviously a good player. So, um, I don't know. I'm hoping that we can get the, the win today, but I think, if anything, might let us down. Possibly the firepower up front. I'd have probably went with Adams. Um, but fingers crossed we can create chances. And your scoreline? Uh, 2-1 Scotland. 2-1 Scotland, right, so we had 3-2 just beforehand, 2-1 Scotland Mark, you would settle for that Oof. Okay. Any kind of victory, 1-0, yep. 3-2 2-1, yep. as Barry says performance, not important mm-hmm. irrelevant, it's about getting a, a result, most importantly, first objective and I, you know, knowing Steve Clark as we all do, first objective will be don't lose the game, mm-hmm. and then if we can win it, great, but just make sure we don't lose. Yep. 100%, make sure we're solid and compact, we don't concede goals Going forward, as I says, we've got the players um, that can hurt them. There's, there's no doubt about it. So that that will be him. And you see, with Steve Clark's setup, that's what he, he sets his team up to be really hard to play against and difficult to score against. Um, and that's what he done when he first took over the job. We were an easy team to score against. He made sure we were solid. As I said, he's obviously done a lot of work in the training ground. And what's brilliant ahead of this tournament, he said three, four weeks preparation with him is normally you only get a, a few days to go and work on certain things. So I'm looking forward to it. Again, I'm positive. I'm just looking at the pictures there. Mm. You're seeing fans inside the stadium. It's, it's brilliant. As a player, they'll be, they'll be buzzing off that. I used to try and get the energy for the fans as well. Mm-hmm. So 
Bring it on, what are we, 20 minutes away? 20 from, minutes. We've yeah, a long 23 yeah. years, so I can't wait for it. We're talking about winning games, I'm not saying we're, we're taking it for granted, but 25 years since we've won a game at a major tournament. We were yep. there, Paul Villa mm-hmm. Park, Koisty, against yeah. Switzerland. It was 25 years since we've won a game wow. at a major tournament. That's how really difficult. Now. I remember that. Yeah, it was Some a great strike. strike, one at the edge of the box. 2-1, mm-hmm. um, who's, who's scoring the winning goal? I'll go for Dykes. You're going for Dykes, it could be his day. Alan, thanks very much for joining us here. We'll speak to you again later this afternoon. We're 20 minutes away from the kickoff. We've given you a couple of exclusives already. I've got to give you an exclusive about Barry. Uh, he got his jag yesterday. You don't mind if I say that. I've just told the nation. And he's looking, you're jag. looking well. Second jag yesterday, and he's here. So, and he was out running this morning. So you did a what? did a bit this morning yeah I did fit, fit as a fiddle you want to tell them anything else no I've got no team news but I can tell you I've got the Barry Ferguson news here live at the Radisson Red the Go Radio football show download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five So there's a couple in the corner having a romantic lunch. <laughs> he was about to propose, but what a wait to do it. The Tartan Army are here, 15 minutes away from kickoff. This is Paul Cooney, live and go radio with OPC Energy Limited. The Scotland legend, Barry Ferguson, Aloe Athletic Manager as well, and a wearer of great trainers today. And Mark Guidi, distinguished Scottish football journalist, so it says in the script. <laughs> We're so excited. 15 minutes to go to kickoff. What is going to happen? We've given you the team news. We've, uh, I mean, the talking's just about done, isn't it? Since uh, that night when David Marshall made that save from Mitrovic, the talking is almost over. We're going to watch it this afternoon. Gina will keep you up to date uh, wherever you are across Scotland. And then afterwards, you can uh, speak here with Barry and Mark and our friends and colleagues. We're now friends and colleagues all together, socially distanced. Rochelle is with us. Rochelle, what do you think uh, this afternoon? I mean, you are, uh, you know, you'll not remember Scotland in a tournament, I don't suppose, before. You can tell what it means that, you know, you were around Bodwell today, for example, uh, the bunting's up out there at Rosso, it's at the Camp Hill or whatever. What do you feel in the community? Absolutely. The place is absolutely buzzing. Uh, We've waited so long to get here. And now we're here, joined by a wee dog as well. That's we are amazing. Indeed, and the dog's in the Scotland strip as well. That yeah. looks amazing. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, so everyone's absolutely delighted. You know, we've waited so long to be here, and, and I think we'll get a win as well. 2 yeah. 1 to Scotland. 2 1. And the scorer? Uh, um, let's go for Algo Lyndon Dykes. Lyndon Dykes, yeah, that would be great. Uh, yeah, so, and just across from you there, uh, there's the wee dog and Stacey as well. Stacey, welcome. Do you want to just take the mask yeah. off for a moment? Hi, Stacey. You're in the, the Scotland top as well. What's the dog's name? Presley. Presley? Yep. Uh, yep. Number 13. Oh, oh magnificent. <laughs> Presley's there. How, how, you, how excited are you for the match today? Yeah, really excited. Going to win, I think, for yep. sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, hopefully, what? 1 0, 2 0? You don't care, do you? As long as we win. As long as we win. Yeah. 3 1, I'll uh-huh. go for. Yep. How, t- how tough has it been over COVID? You know, not seeing people, not being at the matches. It's been a, a long winter. Yeah, it has yeah. been, but well, the last time we were here, we were um, 
at the Los Capaldi concert. It was really busy. Yeah. It was, you know, you couldn't get to the bar. So, yeah, it's nice to be back, finally. <laughs> Dog's having a good beast. <laughs> he wants to talk. He must, he must be smelling that Moretti. <laughs> it, it is great to be back with everyone as well. So you're going to watch it here? Yes. Yeah, you stay yeah. with us. Yep. Stacey, thanks very much. Thank and to the wee dog as well. Stacey in the house. And what about that strip? I wonder who put that together. And, uh, yep, there's your, your partner going to take a picture as well because selfies everywhere, Barry, now, isn't it? Uh, used to be. Yeah. Wee Presley looks a bit aggressive. <laughs> um, he's posing for photos. Yes, I know. Presley's brilliant. normally the attention on you. So teams will be coming out quite soon, Barry. What's it mm. like? Just before you come out the dressing room then, take us inside. What was it like for you? Or in Scotland? Well, just coming up at this yep. time, the, the manager about 10, to, uh, 10 minutes before the game would have a, a couple of minutes um, with us. Uh, just go through the, the points that he'd done before he went out for the warm-up. And then it would just be just noise, everybody going and, and clapping each other. Um, Best team hands. top, Barry. Best international managers team top that you can remember. Just I like the basic ones. Yeah, I like the basic ones that they didn't get into too much. They didn't have anything written down. They spoke for their heart. A, a passionate team talk, making sure you're getting up for it. Um, probably the the best ones were. It was either Walter Smith or Alec McLeish. I'll be honest with you. They, they had you climbing the walls, ready to get out, and and that's the kind of team talks I, I like. Know when things are written down or on a screen. When somebody just speaks for their heart, gets you motivated for it. Um, I love day ones and then after two or three minutes the noise in the dressing room everybody going round hugging each other and then that's when it's ready when you, you hear the when you're walking out of the tunnel you stand in that tunnel for that two or three minutes before the referee walks out that's you ready to go the, the players will hear the noise I mean that 12,000 as I say will feel like 50,000 because they've played in front of nobody for the last 14, 15 months so this is a bit where you've now got to go and produce a, a performance you, you mentioned what Walter there and then he'd have Ali McCoyst and Tommy Burns beside him as his backroom team how, how good was that? I mean you, you can imagine the banter went on between Tommy uh, Tommy Burns and, and Coyste uh, great motivators listen again it was very basic they they were they were um, there was, it was no singing and dancing big fancy words it was basic stuff basic information um, and that was a, a coaching staff that I love playing under um, they really got you, got you ready for it, got you up for it. And that's what it's all about. Um, but when you cross that white line, no matter anything a manager says or a coaching staff does, it's now on you. You've got to now go and put the pressure on yourself to perform. And that's the bit I love. When you cross that white line, you stand, you listen to the national anthem, the crowd are, are singing along. And then you go and you, you shake hands with the, the captain, give them the penance. That whistle's ready to go. You're, you're, you're fighting for your life. That's the way that I, I approached every single game. Scotland, this afternoon, will be Marshall in goal. The back three, Henry, Hanley and Cooper. Right across the middle, O'Donnell, McTominay, McGinn and Robertson. It'll be Christie, Armstrong and up front, Dykes. Who's there? Who are some of the names you're looking at there? I mean, every one of them have got uh, you know the hopes of the nation on their shoulders this afternoon. This is going to be massive. Barry said that as soon as the whistle goes, you know, you're, you're fighting for your life and, and they'll have to defend for their lives at points today. David Marshall at some point is going to have to pull off one or two mm -hmm. massive saves. There's absolutely no doubt um, about that. Adonal Robertson will need to get down the flanks, will need to be whipping balls in. And um, as Barry said, Christie and Armstrong supporting Dykes as often as he can, flooding the box. John McGinn 
getting in, in there too. And as we all know, um, Paul, particularly at this kind of level, set pieces are so important. If we get corner kicks and free kicks, that's where your back three come into play as well. McTominay's powerful in there. We need to be taking advantage of, of set pieces and also defending, defending because Suchek is capable of causing us all sorts of problems. It's one of the most important parts of the game, set pieces. They're won and lost. Over 60% of games are won and lost with, with set pieces. So in terms of defending, we need to be really on it. That's something I'm sure over the last couple of days, Steve Clark would have worked on, but also offensively. When we get free kicks for the wide areas, corner kicks coming in, um, it'll be interesting because we have got five physical players there. Mm -hmm. The three centre-backs, McTominay and Lyndon Dykes, all over six foot. It's about the delivery into the box. Andy Robertson, we know how he can deliver a ball. So they're so important set pieces um, defensively and offensively. And what's it like? How much does it mean to the players to have their families there today at the match I've, for the I've, first time in years? Listen, it's a proud moment. No doubt about it, um, not just for the, the, themselves, but their families are going to be there. And the most important people for me is going to be there, and that, that's the fans. Um, football without fans for me is nothing. Um, so having 12,000 of your own fans inside Hamden, the boys will be absolute buzzing with it. Because um, as I say, it, it's been a tough 14, 15 months without the fans. Um, so that, that bus drive leading up to Hamden, and then when you're looking out the window, you're seeing them flying the flags and all walking with their Scotland strips. That gets you right up for it. So you just want to get in, get quickly, change as quickly as possible, get out in that pitch. And then there's all sorts of emotions running through your head. And the most important thing for me was just make sure you win a game of football. Mm -hmm. And however you do that, whether that's working hard or showing a bit of quality, biting, scratching, whatever, we need to do everything possible to go off to a winning start. And don't let the day pass you by. No, because you don't want to come in and have regrets. Mm. And that's one thing I always say to the players in the dressing room. You don't want to come in here and think to yourself, maybe I could have done this better or that better. Leave, leave everything out in the pitch. As long as you go and give 100%, the Scotland fans will be happy. And I think if we do that, we've got enough quality to get the three points. Because you don't like to talk about the UEFA Cup final. I know that. that no, it, that it, means nothing because he didn't win it. He didn't win it. So he knows what well, you felt as a team you should have done better so and could have and that must be a, a terrible feeling and hopefully not one that Scotland will have in this tournament and uh, uh, today. Mark, Steve Clark and his backroom team have done so well to get us to here. I, I wonder what he'll be saying. Obviously you gave the news over an hour ago that Kieran Tierney is injured. He's not going to be playing. He's not here. He didn't make the journey from the camp down in Teesside. Yeah. Great facilities there I know. Um, but they have to put that behind them. wonder what he's going to say to them the final team talk now as they're about to go to the tunnel. Yeah, I mean, it'll just be there. You know, Steve Clark, his assistant, Stephen Reid and, and John Carver. Stevie Woods, a goalkeeping coach as well. We'll just be having a quiet moment with David Marshall. I'm sure Craig Gordon will be in it um, too. You know, just going through things because David Marshall could be the most important player on the pitch uh, for us this afternoon, Paul. He's going to be under pressure at times. He's going to have to make saves. And um, it'll just be... A, a, they'll be feeling proud. I'm sure Barry will be a, a wee bit of nerves... Um, but it'll be a good thing they'll just be itching to get out onto that pitch now getting the national anthem listening to the 12,000 Scotland fans getting behind them 
and at 24 coming off the pitch with three points yep it's that wee bit of nerves just you want to get the mm-hmm. touch of the ball as early as possible go and get that first touch get that pass to your teammate whether it's a tackle or a, a header you need to make sure you win it that's the most important thing because you want to you don't want to the game pass you by for five or ten minutes and you can't get into it mm-hmm. first thing I used to look to do is to go and get the ball as quickly as possible get a right. feel for it and then that's you ready to go and who are our players who'll do that today? The captain, Andy Roberts. It's massive for him, isn't it? To, to stand up as captain of this team and take us further, hopefully. Massive occasion for him. Um, he, he'll be massive for us uh, today. But the two that I look at is the, the engine room of the teams, McTominay and McGinn. Um, if they have big games today, we're in with a real good chance of getting three points. As Scotland take to the field. Absolutely. It's magnificent. Yeah, so we're going to. I think we'll stay for the. Uh, <laughs> that was for the referee. Uh, the Czech Republic now just taking to the field. There's a great shot there on the telly from up above as they come out. What a day for Scotland. Okay, we're going to hear the national anthem. I think we'll hear Scotland's national anthem. And then Gina will keep you up to date for the next couple of hours as well. Some great music as well. I've loved the music on the breakfast show and all the way through. And Artie Jossie last night, um, there were some great shows as the teams line up. And we're getting ready for Flower of Scotland. That will be the second anthem or, or two. At this moment, how, how do you feel when the anthems are on when it's the opposition? Do you just, do you, do you, I bet you don't take anything in. Sorry, I was just ready to go to the toilet there. <laughs> you can go in a moment. <laughs> Listen, this is a, a, a great moment for, for the players. As I say, the families will be in the stand. Um, and then when you hear the, the, the fans also singing it. That's the Czech Republic anthem just now. We'll just take a moment or two for that here live in Go Radio. Mark Weedy, Barry Ferguson and uh, our friends who are joining us socially distanced uh, with a, a few beers. Aye, they're uh, certainly enjoying themselves. Quite having, rare, too, yeah. having a rare tear, as they say. Rob McLean as well, our colleague yeah. on the TV today with a commentary. Football's coming home. We hope. Paul, it's, 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 I seen Rob yeah, doing, doing an interview in the sun. Was he? Uh-huh. Doing an yeah. interview in the sun. Uh, yeah. what, outside, loves it, Rob, didn't he? In the shade of the sun in the paper. Oh, yeah, he's a legend. <laughs> nah, he loves it. Says he's age 62. Is he? Yeah. Well, yeah I'm surprised. I thought he was a bit older than that. But. This is obviously the 12 inch remix of the Czech Republic, uh, <laughs> which is on the telly, which is being relayed via. We don't have the rights to the match itself, so we can't wait to get a glass of something in a moment or two Um, we're going to hear Flower of Scotland thanks for all your messages and and all your questions and comments Go Radio Football Show OPC Energy live from the Radisson Reds as we all stand up I think for Flower of Scotland any second now is it Amy McDonald's going to be on so here we go That's it from us for now. Gina will keep you right up to date throughout the afternoon. Thanks for all the messages. Everyone there, Douglas has been on from Deniston. Brian is on from Donegal. You're listening all over the world to the Go Radio Football Show. Enjoy the match. Good luck, Scotland. And we'll be back live 
from the Radisson Red on Go Radio just after the match. See you then. Good luck, Scotland. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy.